The holidays are a moment of togetherness and joy and a reminder of how tradition creates happy and fulfilled communities. Make this holiday season patriotic with a visit to National Harbor and its stunning new Spirit Park. Marvel at one of the largest American flags in the region and beautiful displays of American art. Make this holiday season the most meaningful of all at National Harbor. Learn more at nationalharbor.com dash spirit park. This podcast is brought to you by Ask Suite, the number one hotel chatbot focused on direct bookings and productivity. My name is Paula, I'm the content specialist at Ask Suite, and I will be your host today. Well, in today's episode, we will talk about hospitality recruitment, guest experience, and conferences. And to cover these topics, we invited Craig Sullivan, founder and president at Click California Lodging Investment Conference. Craig is recognized as an expert in California hospitality, lodging, investment, and in commercial, re uh, commercial real estate development. He's also a popular speaker, panelist, moderator, uh, podcaster. I think you do it all, Craig, really. <laughs> Hello, Craig, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great, Paula. It's an honor to be with you, and it's always a pleasure to see you. So thank you very much for having me on your show. Well, thank, I'm the one have to thank you. It's such an honor for me uh, to have you as a guest, Craig. Thank you. Uh, well, Craig, we do have a global audience here uh, in this podcast. According to Spotify, actually, there are people from over 25 countries listening to our podcast. So could you please uh, just tell us a little bit about the background and what you do uh, besides having some drinks with Glenn Houseman at the Friday Night Audit <laughs> Show, which is such a fun show. <laughs> and you were on that show and mine. So um, I started out in commercial real estate uh, more than 40 years ago, made a switch to hospitality focus, strictly hotels. Um, Started in California, worked my way across the country, did uh, a few deals outside of the confines of the United States, so a little bit of global experience. I have helped underwrite and close nearly $25 billion worth of hotel sales, refinances, and construction loans. Handled uh, sales of one-off hotels and large portfolios as well. Uh, have global clients and friends and then I pulled it in a little bit and decided just to focus on California and came back from the lodging conference a few years ago which is one of my favorite conferences for hospitality uh, I was frankly a little upset um, I didn't like the way some of the panelists were treating California and at the time oh. we had uh, the sixth largest global economy and six months later, I had my first conference and we sold out. So uh, we're hopefully going to have number five here very shortly. And I still do a little bit of consulting, but really everything's focused on the conference for me pretty much. Uh, we also do Click Connect, which is our interview show that you were on. And then as you had mentioned earlier, I do Friday Night Audit with uh, my good friend and brother. Uh, Glenn Hausman from No Vacancy News. So it, it's it's a full plate, but it's always a lot of fun. Yeah, well, uh, we see that you have fun, which is so great. It, it is so cool to follow you. And we're going to talk about the conference uh, uh, 
a little later after in the show in this episode but yeah uh, i don't know how you do it craig because really i I think (laughs) i do like half of it and i'm already exhausted but you manage so and it, it is again such an honor to have you here uh talking to us and sharing your experience and talking about your expertise let's let's jump into the first topic craig which is hospitality recruitment right uh we already had uh in this show actually two experts that were talking to us uh which were uh, jeremy nichols from florida and thomas finn from the uk and both were really concerned about uh hospitality recruitment uh this crisis it seems like it is it's still going on uh even though we're seeing hotels getting back on their feet that's good the travel industry is recovering depending on which country more or less, but it seems like hospitality recruitment is still in crisis. Uh, Hotels are still struggling with staff shortage. Uh, What is your opinion about this? Why do you think that it's happening? And do you have any suggestions for hoteliers that is listening to us, uh, how, what they can do to to try to solve this problem? There's a lot to unpack there, but you know, I think part of this is really our own doing. Um, we have not, as an industry, done a very good job of recruiting, whether it was starting off at the high school level and part-time employees to show them hospitality, which hospitality is one of the few industries that you could start at the bottom and work your way up to the presidency of a company. Um, Some of our better owner operators, management companies, their CEOs and presidents were all hourly employees at one time. And so they know what it's like to be in the trenches. Uh, Chris Green at Chesapeake is one. Um, you know, you've, you, you, and he's got a phenomenal company. We've, you know, got various others, uh, Tom Gachet, uh, from his company down in Atlanta, they, they, they do an outstanding job as well. And he remembers being a doorman at one of their hotels like 25 years ago. So I think early introduction recruitment is, is paramount. Um, we haven't done a good job of that. Everybody went to Wall Street or they went to a big brokerage firm. Um, you can make money. You can have a career in hospitality, and we need to get that message out. When I launched my conference, one of the founding pillars of that was to help support the scholarship programs with our various trade organizations. So, um, you know, so that that's part, I think, also the normal channels for getting new employees right now is not working. Um, you need to look at whether it's a firm that can come in and completely staff your hotel um, or a recruitment firm for specific targeted talents, whether it's a, a GM, an AGM, or a DOS. Um, yeah, we, we need help everywhere. I mean, yeah, you're right. Hospitality is roaring back, but when you don't have enough people where you can clean and make up the rooms and resell them, you know, that's a problem. And we've, we've got to do a better job of getting people into our industry. I think we did have some people that were probably on the verge of retirement prior to the, the pandemic. Um, you know, they were 60 plus mm-hmm. and said, you know what, I've done my all. I've got enough. Uh, I'm going to retire. 
So we've got a natural nutrition of people leaving right now just because of age factor. Uh, but we, we haven't come up with uh, the younger talent and we need to really replenish the well. So I think you've got to look at all those avenues. You've got to look at, you know, the job fairs have been hitting and there's some success there. But also people are going to another another industry now. They, they, you know, this thing has been brutalized, not only hospitality, but travel, restaurants, all of the service industries. So it's going to be a, a long haul. I think uh, we've got a shortage that's going to last, you know, possibly another couple of years. So we've really got to get on it and get, get people on board. Yeah, and uh, well, you, like you said, it's a lot in this topic. And you mentioned a few things that I would like to 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 also to add something because uh, we are talking about this this crisis. It feels like it is global, even though maybe you have the experience more in the United States uh, per se. Uh, one thing that you said that I totally am familiar with uh, here in South America is that we don't get this message out that hospitality is an industry that you can. Uh, work your way up and it's a full of possibilities and I, I'm trying to remember like someone's actually telling me oh I want to work in a hotel industry right. it, it, right. it doesn't happen much it is in, in education we don't at least here in South America we don't have many good universities that would provide us good education and all that so it is actually it's not a surprise that it's happening the crisis if you think uh, <laughs> I, I agree with you, and, and I think education's part of it. You've got to look at the universities. You know, we've got several here. You know, two of them come to mind. You know, Cornell is uh, the global leader in hospitality. Um, you know, it's it's an amazing program there. You've also got uh, the Collins Hotel School here uh, in Los Angeles, and they've got an amazing program. And so do uh, one of our universities down in San Diego as well. So Arizona's got one. There's there's a plethora of hotel schools in the United States. Uh, but I think South America, yeah, you, you need to step up your game and, and start programs at the various universities. Uh, the thing that I like about hospitality is, is the travel. Um, you know, it's, you know, you could start in California and you could end in Rio de Janeiro managing a, you know, a five-star hotel. There's a lot of different avenues. And I think part of the messaging needs to be, you know, your possibilities are limitless. You can go anywhere you want in this industry. And you're going to find the vast majority of the owner operators third-party management companies brands are very welcoming to new talent and they will foster them through the programs and you know help them achieve their goals um, hotels is my favorite part of the commercial real estate world okay I used to do a lot of other you know product types and frankly the people weren't as nice they weren't as good they weren't as versed in their product as they should be. Now, I'm probably going to make a lot of enemies with yeah, people outside of hospitality, but, you know, that's okay. Um, this is my field of endeavors. It took me a while uh, to make that transition, but you know what? It, it was the best thing in the world for me and my career and my family. So, you know, I, I there's, there's not enough that can be said. I mean, 
You know, if you've got a local, by local, I mean regional or a national hotel conference in your country, you should be going to those. You should hear what's going on in your local market. Um, I, you, you can do all types of due diligence online now. You can attend things online in a lot of cases as well. You're helping uh, to get the message out, Paula, you and your firm. And I think, you know, the more people that do that, then we come to the forefront of people's thinking. You know, yes, I want to be on the development side with, XYZ. I want to have my own company. I want to have a portfolio of hotels. Um, you know, our friend of mine, David Roachford, who was at Graduate Hotels, you know, their initial goal was to have eight hotels. And I think they've got 15 or 16 now. Wow. And they were really all about putting the hotels around major universities in the United States. Well, they're going outside the U.S. now. They've arguably opening up two hotels, two of the oldest college towns in the world at Cambridge and Oxford in the U.K. So, you know, there's your diversity. There's your yeah. fun, you know. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, and like I said, it is a world full of possibilities that, yeah. uh, that beyond imagination, even if, even like it's uh, just for us to finish this topic, uh, I think, Craig, and I'm not sure if it happens there with you in, in the United States, too. It is a problem with the recruitment to start yeah. to attract people, but it's also a problem to retain because I'm, I'm one, I love the hospitality industry. I'm still in the hospitality industry somehow, right. but I used to work in hotels. And at least here, it is a really, really hard work, like nonstop. And, yeah. and you get tired of it after a few years, you know. So I don't think it, it is recruitment, yes, the, the start. But also, I don't, I don't see, at least here in South America, uh, except the big chains, they're international. Right. But this concern of, of life quality for the telliers, I don't know if it's the same in the United States, too. People get tired of the, the industry, even though they love it. You know, that does happen. Now, I have not had that happen to me. Now, in one year, I logged over 130,000 air miles. Wow. Um, I also closed $2 billion worth of deals that year. Nice. Um, and that was at the point where I was only able to be in my house 30 days that year and sleep in my own bed. So I decided wow. to pull things in and just concentrate on California. Yeah. Um now, I do get calls. It's, it's like, hey, Craig, we want to talk to you about a deal in Arizona or we want to talk to you about a deal in Seattle. There's, there's always a good reason to listen to those opportunities because they are opportunities. And they don't always come back around. Um, now, with my investment group, we put some money into some hotels that are outside of California, but that's more of a passive investment. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not involved with the asset management. I'm not involved with the operations. I'm not an ops person. I'm, yeah. I'm a deal guy. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so lenders, insurance, title, all of that is, is, is part of my thing and entitlements, all of that. Uh, but you know, there's, I, you know, I, I love the golden state. It's California. We've got everything that you could possibly imagine in California. Now, I'm not painting it all as sunshine and roses because we do have our issues. Here. <laughs> Taxes are obnoxious. 
no doubt about that. But if you think about it, if you're visiting Los Angeles, you could be in the ocean in the morning, surfing, swimming. Now, I wouldn't suggest a wetsuit, but I'm just, <laughs> I get cold easy. Okay. Uh, but that afternoon, you know, you could catch a Lakers game or a football game and be snow skiing if we've had any rain in the wintertime yeah. up in the local mountains. There's not a whole lot of places in the United States where you can say that. Um, so we've got a little bit of everything. You know, we've got the desert, we've got the mountains, we've got the ocean, we've got, you know, Disneyland, the original. Okay, it's the, the theme park have that started a, have a lot, it all. Have a lot of yeah. Brazilians in Disney. I think we are the the number one, I think, uh, yeah. outside the United States. I think we love States, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and we've got Universal Studios, which is the second largest tourist attraction in California. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got various other things going on as well. You know, we're the capital of, you know, the film and television industry. True. Um, so we've got a lot of, lot of variety here, but it always comes back to great weather. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think, you know, you look at California and, you know, you could stay at a, at a destination resort like Terranea in Los Angeles and, you know, have a wonderful time. You enjoy the spa, the pools, the hiking, being on a ocean bluff and overlooking the Pacific. You can also stay at a little 60 to 90 key boutique hotel, you know, whether it's in downtown LA or the gas lamp in San Diego and have a lot of fun and, and enjoy the nightlife once we're beyond this pandemic. Um, you know, you've got, you know, the conference hotels attached to convention centers. Now they're hurting mm -hmm. and it's going to be a while before they're really back, mm -hmm. but we've got everything, select service, extended stay, boutique, destination resorts, and we've got all the amenities that you could possibly want. So yeah, that's why I focus uh, on California. Yeah, I'm I'm sold, Craig. I'm definitely <laughs> it's definitely on my list. Of, I, I I've been to Disney once, but that's so many years ago that it's not even worth mentioning. But we're talking <laughs> about the experience. You 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 you're like selling the experience. So let's let's talk about guest experience then. Uh, you were traveling. Uh, you were in the. In, and the conference last week, I think yeah. uh, you're already traveling. So you're already talking to people and, and you as a traveler already uh, experiencing staying in a hotel again. So yeah. uh, with this, uh, this lack of, uh, of staff in many hotels and all the changes that pandemic brought to us, uh, do you see any changes in terms of guest experience, what guests are expecting or you, even you as a traveler are expecting from hotels, now and if you compare to before the pandemic do you see any yeah any changes? there's there are some changes and one big one is the hotels are cleaner than they've ever been okay um we used to hide the cleaning crews for the public areas the lobbies and all of that do that late at night you know when everything was pretty much empty uh now you see the cleaning crews out there all hours day or night you know, hitting all the, the the spots that are high traffic, high touch areas. So you're seeing that. And that's planning that subliminal message that, you know, they are clean. They are worried about my safety. And we are worried about your safety. If you think about it, you know, we're responsible for you getting a good night's sleep. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. So safety is paramount. Um, so, you know, that's there. Now, two weeks ago, maybe almost three, I was at a conference uh, downtown LA. And one of our hotel groups here in California, Pacifica Hotels, bought a 1918 to 1923 building. It was a hotel. And they shut it down for a couple of years and gutted it and brought it back to life. And I got to tell you, they've got four venues for food and beverage in this in this oh. hotel. Um, best latte I've had in downtown L.A. was at the Wayfair Hotel. When I checked in, the team was happy. They were very active. A lot of people were checking in because of the conference, but they made time for everybody. And it was always the welcome, thank you, if there's anything I can do to help, do you need any help with your bags? I mean, the whole team was really on point. And what they did with this hotel, the interior is an updated, modern, urban vibe. And it's great. I love the room. Two things with me with with a hotel is I've got to have a great bed and then I've got to have a great shower. Okay, if I don't have either one of those, I'm not happy. So, uh, you know, everything was done. Everything was perfect. The the food and beverage components at the hotel all worked and complemented one another. From you know the restaurant in the lobby to the rooftop bar and food up there to the speakeasy down in the basement. Um, you know, it's my favorite new hotel in downtown LA. And again, the Wayfair, if you go there, you will not be disappointed. Pacifica put together a beautiful hotel. They put in a tremendously talented team that is caring and that is right on the spot for all of your wants and needs. So... I think you've got to have more than that. You've got to have that interaction. You've got to have, you know, that guest feel, you know, at least for that moment that you're face-to-face with them, that they are the most important person in your life for that moment. And this hotel got that right. Uh, the hotel that I stayed at last week in Dallas, great hotel. Stayed at the Indigo downtown Dallas. Wonderful team wonderful food and beverage, more like a gastropub feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, but their lattes weren't as good as the Wayfair in downtown LA. That was that's the only only gripe I've got. So it, it was, was a great la- stay. <laughs> the latte decided who was the winner, let's say, of your Absolutely. <laughs> the best. Plus it's easier for me to get to the Wayfair than it is the Indigo in Dallas. So I mean, you know, yeah. I jump in my car and get there and you know stay downtown for the weekend if I wanted to. So but, uh, you know, it, it, it is about the guest experience. It is about maintenance on your property and not just the cleaning and polishing and the crisp sheets and the nice towels. Mm-hmm. Um, you've also got to step up your game in the lighting in the bathrooms. You know, half the hotels have done that. The other half haven't. Um, it's impossible to shave if you don't have a beard. Uh, <laughs> it's impossible for women to put makeup on if they don't have good lighting. Um, so point. you've got to you've got to step up your game on that, uh, but you've also got a lot of new hotels that are in the development pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk to our friend Bruce Ford at Lodging Econometrics all the time. 
and get updates on what's going on in California. And it's not just ground up, but it's repositioning of hotel assets. You know, they're switching brands uh, for a plethora of reasons. Uh, but, you know, so you've got all that going on. So you've got to stay on top of your game with the day-to-day -day maintenance and also what you're going to do with the PIP, the property improvement plan that the brands have for you if you're a branded hotel. If you're an independent boutique operator, you've got free reign. You just need to talk to your designers and keep them in the loop and find out what the newer trends are, how you can update your lobby if need be, your guest rooms, your meeting facilities, things of that nature. So there's always lots to do. And if you're not trying to get to be the shiny new star in the area, you're going to lose revenue. You're just not going to, you know, the guest now has more power than they've ever had due to social media, yeah. uh, you know, and, and various other, you know, apps like Yelp and various others. Yeah. So they do make their opinions loud and clear, mm -hmm. and you need to work on that. All those guest scores, whether it's with a brand or something else, you know, you, you've got to work hard on that, and that's where your team comes in. And unfortunately, we don't have all the hotels staffed yet properly. Yeah, love that, Craig, that it's, uh, it is not enough to, to just do what you were doing, and yeah. that's it. You have to... Meet people, talk to people, keep an eye on what's coming up, uh, the trends. You have always yeah. to level up. I think that it's a, a good message. Yeah, I love that. And Absolutely. And if you can pull the guest into your hotel and, and have the experience. Now, again, the Wayfair had, I don't know, 12 taps. And they were all different IPA local beers. Okay. So with your room key, you can choose the beer, pour a glass, and you can sample everything, okay? Now, you might not want to go outside if you've sampled all 12, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, it, it's a great addition where the guest interacts in the lobby. And, you know, it, you know I just, you know, now there's a few saloons, bars, whatever you want to call them, sports bars that do that as well. But bringing that into the hotel, and again, limited hours of operation on that, especially in California, um, you know, was a great idea. Mm -hmm. And they put in the right chilling system and everything else. Their glasses, you know, are ice cold. So, yeah, on a hot summer day, cold beer. Yeah, not a bad idea, not a bad way to get conversations, get people in the hotel to stay and meet other people, and then to have the food component that complements all that, that they're ranting and raving about like I am, mm -hmm. is, you know, icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, I mean, everything I had to eat there from breakfast to dinner was outstanding, you know. Yes. A lot yeah. of times when I go to a hotel, breakfast is pretty mediocre okay you know it's just like okay it's there but it's not doing anything for me really mm -hmm. the breakfast menu at, at this hotel was outstanding every day i had a different breakfast and every day i i had a better experience than the day before it was just an outstanding food and beverage program so those are the things i think you need to look at in particular yeah i you know 
it's one thing to be a select service hotel and have a breakfast bar. It's another thing to be a boutique hotel with a gastro pub, you know, limited menu, but really, really good, very exciting, um, and have every guest turn into a raving fan so that they, you know, help promote the hotel. And that's how you do that. And I think, you know, some of our better local operators got that. Some of our better restaurant tours. Um, I've got a friend of mine, uh, Jorge Lujan, here in Orange County, that uh, has got what I feel is the best Italian cuisine in all of Orange County. He's also run clubs. He's done gastro pubs at hotels. And he's, you know, doing more and more consulting to help the next generation of restaurant tour to understand what they need to do and not do. And, you know, ghost kitchens are starting to be a big thing as well. Mm-hmm. Put one of those into a hotel that's had an incredibly average food and beverage component where they can really dial it up. And, you know, I think I think that's, you know, some of the helpful things there for the guests. It's all about the guests. I love your stories, Craig, and I think, yeah, like you said, it is the whole experience, and uh, and also it's about expectation. Expectations are higher, and of course, yeah. like you said, depending on the type of your hotel, uh, people kind of expect something, but it, you, yeah. you always have to, to go beyond and, and find creative ways and inspiring ways. I love this, the one, the, the beer, the interaction, I think it's a great idea. Uh, having something to the guests interact and start a conversation or whatever. I think it's right. it's brilliant. And just for us to finish this this podcast, Craig, the last last topic. It's last but not least. It's one of the most important. It's conferences, of course. Uh, like we said, we mentioned before, uh, conferences are back in the U.S. and in the USA, of course. Uh, not here yet. And I saw you recently. You were at. Uh, Ahacon, when I think you say that, Aracon, how you say the conference? Aholacon. Aholacon. The Asian American Hotel Owners Association's national conference in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, And you were there. And I got to have Brazilian food in Texas. (laughs) What do you think of that? It was great. (laughs) I I love that. And I love that you like the experience. I've been talking about the experience. You love the food and the the whole experience. And you were there in the conference. I I saw you. I follow you again. And uh, with many great professionals in the industry, it's so cool to see you all getting together. I'm a bit jealous. But you did live shows from there. How did it feel to get back in person events? They are. They're different, right? It, it, like the online, it's okay, but it's different. <laughs> you know, a couple of things. Um, it's the first time I've been on a plane in more than a year and a half. Um, typically, Q4 of every year, I I typically don't get on a plane uh, unless it's like just a day trip up to San Francisco or you know Sacramento or Vegas, and I'm back in 24 to 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I had been on a plane probably close to two years, really. Wow. Um, so that experience was good and bad. Uh, and that's part of the conference world, okay? Most people are coming into town via an airline. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I the airport by me, John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California, is a fabulous airport. You can get in and out of there really quickly. Um, security really isn't an issue. If you know what you're doing and you work with TSA, you can get through there. If you've got pre-check, 
it's faster without a doubt um some of our let's call them budget airlines mm-hmm. um they're back to their old ways of overbooking mm-hmm. and wanting people to voluntarily take a later flight um i don't think they're doing themselves any favors by doing that I don't think they've gotten their messaging out there about how safe and clean their airline is, that their flight crews aren't sick, their ground crews aren't sick, um, and they're a travel partner, so they should be getting that that messaging out there. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the facilities at the Dallas airport weren't open yet. Uh, so that, that was kind of amazing when you see a major chain that is known for having a coffee shop on virtually every corner in the United States, and it's the only one they've got in that budget brand's terminal, and it's not open at 7 a.m. Wow. Okay? Yeah. That I found rather bizarre. Yeah. Um, but I got to tell you, the, you know, we at the convention center in Dallas, it was amazing. AHOA did a great job. They had... I'm going to say somewhere between five and 6,000 attendees. Um, all the brands were there. I get to catch up with most of them. Um, this was also the first time Glenn Houseman and I were together to do a live show with an audience at the conference. And that was just a tremendous amount of fun. That's amazing. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think conferences are starting to come back. Um, depending on the region, what's going on, a lot of different variables. Then, you know, my conference, we're having our fifth annual California Lodging Investment Conference on October 5th Mm -hmm. at the new crown jewel of the Anaheim Resort area, the JW Marriott. It's our new home. It just opened uh, earlier this year, and it'll be our first conference there. So we've got a full day event focused exclusively on the California hotel market. We do a lending panel with lenders that are making hotel loans. Okay, everything from the Small Business Administration to Wall Street loans. Um, We've got a brand panel. We've got nine different brands from Marriott to Red Roof uh, on that panel. We've got an overview panel where we bring in various hotel disciplines to talk about what's going on in the hotel market in California. Uh, We've also got uh, my buddy Glenn Hausman moderating our hotel investment uh, now, Mm -hmm. uh, hotel investment opportunity now panel. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Glenn and I are co-moderating our new new uh, part of the program, and that is our Hotel Development Roundtable, The Agony and Ecstasy. Uh, We've got two case studies that we're doing. One is on the uh, JW Marriott and the whole development uh, process they went through to get that hotel built. It's quite a story. Uh, We're going to have the president of Prosperia Hotels, the owner, and a couple of his development people on the on that round table and we're going to be following that up with a round table with Ali Hope from Virgin Hotels and we're going to be talking about the conversion of the old Hard Rock in Vegas to a Virgin Hotel that is also soft branded through Hilton. So, you know, a lot of great information. Mm-hmm. We've got 
brokers, owners, operators, uh, brands, lenders, uh, you know, insurance carriers, uh, probably second or third largest global insurance carrier for hospitality is one of my founding sponsors. Uh, Bruce Ford, Lodging Econometrics is our keynote. So we've got a lot of great information and it's, and it's focused entirely on California. Nice. Yeah, for sure, it will be a great uh, event. I, I have no doubt about it. If people want to find out more information about it, Craig, do you have like a, a website we can uh, people can access? I thought I'd give them your phone number, Paula. That way they can call you directly. <laughs> well, no, uh, you... Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, they can uh, please go to our website, and that is cliconference.com. You can see the agenda. You can go to the sponsors exhibitors page. You can also uh, go to our media tab. You can see pictures from past year's events. You can get the program from last year and attendees list from last year. All types of information right there. And you can reserve your seat right on the website. And for everybody listening, watching that wants to come to the event, I'm going to give you a promo code of CLIC, that's click, all uppercase, five, and you'll get a 20% discount. Wow. So the website is cliconference.com. The promo code is CLIC, five, the number five, and you'll get a discount. We hope to see you on October 5th. Well, that's really generous of you. You're always super kind, Craig. Thank you so much. Our time, unfortunately, is up. Uh, you already said, said uh, the website for people to check out the information of the event. If people want to contact you, Craig, what is the best way? Well, I already said that you are on LinkedIn. I always, I'm always following Craig on LinkedIn, but do you have any, any preferred channel? You, people... you can reach me on LinkedIn. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and you can also send me an, inf uh, an email at info at cliconference.com, and one of my team members will make sure that it's directed to me. So well, that's those are the best ways to get a hold of me. Thank you again so much, Craig, uh, for having the time to chat with us. It was amazing. I wish we could do a double episode, maybe. <laughs> it's so many stories. Anytime. <laughs> For you, Paula, anytime. This was a pleasure. I really enjoyed this. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thanks, everybody, uh, for listening for this episode. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. And be sure to follow Ask Suite on Spotify. Check out our website, asksuite.com, to learn more about the 2020 and 2021 Hotel Tech Award winner chatbot and how our omnichannel solution can help your team perform better and increase revenue. Thank you again, and stay tuned for more episodes. Bye. This holiday season, pay tribute to the people who fought for our freedom to celebrate. Featuring the largest American flag in the region, Spirit Park is now open at National Harbor, honoring active duty military and veterans. Take some time this holiday to remember, offer gratitude, and be inspired by the sacrifices of our service men and women who make our way of life possible. Plan your visit at nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark. That's nationalharbor.com slash spiritpark.